Welcome to Boozy Bracketology, where we believe in the soul, the cock, the pussy, the small of a woman's back, the hanging curveball, high fiber, good scotch, that the novels of Susan Sontag are self-indulgent, overrated crap. We believe that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone, that there ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing AstroTurf and the designated hitter. And we believe in long, slow, deep, soft, wet kisses that last three days. And we believe in strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm referring to, please pause the podcast and go watch Bull Durham. We will be right here when you get back. Uh, in the meantime, welcome back. My name is Mike. I will be your host this evening as we are in the Elite Eight through the championship round, determining what is going to be the best 80s sports movie that's going to be representing that particular bracket in our best 80s movie mega bracket. I'm super excited to see how this one is going to pan out. Uh, there were a couple of decisions in the first round that I didn't necessarily agree with, but uh, we'll see if our panelists can redeem uh, redeem themselves. We got the same group back with us again, and we're going to start off tonight with chris how you doing what you drinking uh mike i am tempering my anger into opening this beer can <laughs> uh, this here is from the back 40 beer company uh, yes this is a jiff peanut butter porter called uh, just a pvp but it looks like a can of jiff mm -hmm. uh mike one of the last beers of the group that you brought me in nashville cheers Cheers to that. That is that is a wonderful beer. Uh, mm. I'm glad I won't be alone in representing uh, Alabama beers, but we'll get to me in just a second. Next up, we want to hear from Aaron. How are you doing? What you drinking? I'm doing fantastic. Having a great time here so far. Thank you for having me. Blah, blah, blah. Other plaudits here. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I am enjoying right now. We're switching over. We're going with something a little bit tougher, a little bit stronger. We are going with from the... Kakakala collection, the finest bottle of fresco one can have. <laughs> <laughs> See if I can even get it. Bottles are notoriously hard like this. Yeah. Ooh. Sounded good to me. All right. That works. All right. Cheers. It must have been good. Chris went, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That was loud. I'm sorry. It was. it was. Also with us tonight, we have John Spees. John, how are you doing? What are you drinking? Uh, much like Chris, I am also tempering my anger, but uh, I am not tempering it with alcohol. Um, I am simply drinking a Gatorade Zero Glacier Cherry since I was driving all day today and I got to be driving tomorrow. Wise man, uh, <laughs> wiser than, than myself, I can certainly say. Also, there was no alcohol stored near here, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, <laughs> there's the punchline. Understand. Absolutely. It is a good slop. A good, uh, elect Never mind. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay. And we're just getting started. That peanut butter porter is some good stuff. Uh, Scott, how are you doing and what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm doing very well. And, uh, and I, I sense I'm the cause of some horrible consternation. I rue a vote. Uh, but, uh, what am I going to do? And so I, I've switched. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on to Pepsi Cola hits the spot for tonight. I, it's, it's kind of late here on the East coast right now. So, um, well, well when you hear a podcast, it's anytime you're listening to it. So. <laughs> Uh, but for us right now, it's a different thing. It's like uh, on television when they tell you it's late and you're like, what, I'm, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, 
Uh, so uh, that's what I'm drinking now. But uh, hopefully this will go excitingly and uh, we will make some more wrong choices. <laughs> I, I'm looking ahead and I have no idea how this is going to go. Uh, so, uh, Stephen, you're going to be rounding out our panelists tonight. Uh, how are you doing and what are you drinking? Listen, if all you bastards start drinking soda too, then all of my charm disappears. So I'll let it go this time. But next time, I want liver damage, damn it. That's a Coke. <laughs> You're assuming you had charm in the first place. Indeed. <laughs> Aaron beat me to it. Yep. <laughs> well. Steven, you're a diabetic. That's a Diet Coke, right? Correct. Okay. That is a Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen, uh, you want liver damage, and uh, I, I, I just can't disappoint you. Uh, so I picked up a beer from the Red Clay Brewing Company out of Opelika, Alabama. Uh, I actually was going to drink this anyway before I realized that it's fitting for the sports bracket because the picture on it is it's a hop dressed up like a referee blowing a whistle. I don't know if y'all can see that, but it's, <laughs> yes, because everyone in that's the podcast world saw that. Yeah, ex- exactly. I, yeah, by y'all I mean the five panelists and nobody who's listening. But uh, I'll I'll tr- I'll take a picture of it and maybe we can post it with the the uh, episode. But anyway, it's also called halftime. It is a hefeweizen ale, so altogether fitting for uh, this particular bracket. All in on sports there. And, and unintentionally, it was just a happy coincidence because I just grabbed this out of my fridge and I was like, hey, this actually works perfectly. All right. Well, let's let's just dive right into this thing. Like I said, I have no clue how this is going to go. There's a lot of matchups I could see going either way. And we're going to find out. Our first matchup is between the number one seed, Karate Kid, which uh, swept the leg out of out from underneath Wildcats. Uh, it's going up against a, what was a little bit more of a nail biter in the natural. Uh, which beat uh, Chariots of Fire to get here as a nine seed. So Karate Kid versus The Natural, and Chris, you're kicking us off. No pun intended. Um, I, I want to be clear that in the the Valley Championship match, they made the rules abundantly clear that kicks had to go to the body and could not go to the head, yet he won with a head kick and was celebrated for cheating. Ergo, Cobra Kai should be your champions. Cool um, Barney Stinston. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I can, I can paraphrase who, uh, how I met your mother with the best of them. Uh, oh God, what's bothering me is that this is probably my, well, it's not. It's gonna be my, probably the, the best karate movie ever made, uh, at least competition movie ever made against a mediocre baseball movie. But I love baseball so much. Baseball, <laughs> is my favorite sport, and I love the natural. Honestly. The Karate Kid, I think, is more representative of the 80s. I feel like The Natural just feels like an older movie. I really do wish with The Natural they would have kept the book's ending. I think there would have been something poetic about it where I'm not going to ruin it for you, but the the book's ending to me is better. Also, I think I do think The Natural in the middle just kind of sags. It gets slow. It slows. It's a slow movie to be, but the pace really does slow down. Karate Kid doesn't really do that. It's the, the typical underdog story, but it's a well-made underdog story. So I'm going to go Karate Kid here. And Karate Kid picks up its first vote. Honestly, not where I thought that vote was going, Chris, but uh, you still surprised me after all these years. Next up, we have Aaron. 
Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat here. Uh, Chris, uh, I don't know what happened between this episode and the last episode, but somehow you infiltrated my brain and <laughs> the thought process of what I had on this one. Uh, Karate Kid is, for me, it's just nonstop. There is always something happening. And there's constant development of other characters, not just your lead character. You have development of them. You have development of Johnny. You have development of everybody at Cobra Kai. Even your minor characters in that movie are getting some sort of ex, uh, some sort of growth out of out of it. The natural, it's pretty much about Roy Hobbs, just his story, and nobody else's. It's like you could. It, there's nobody else in that that you kind of go, oh. Yeah, it feels like this is you could plunk anybody else in that story and it'd be fine. It could be about it could be about a basketball team that was doing badly. It could be anything. There is nothing that defines it as strictly a baseball story. And yeah, if you do read the book, you also realize that Roy Hobbs kind of a dick. <laughs> so all of a sudden they make him like this. Well, I just kind of came in off the streets. Well, here I am. So yeah, all that being said, I. I got to go with Karate Kid on this one. And Karate Kid picks up a second vote. The Natural is in danger of getting swept out of the Elite Eight. John, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to mince words uh, with this one. I'm absolutely going to take the chance uh to solidify the Karate Kid uh, as the winner here. Uh The Natural is fine, but the Karate Kid is just ingrained not only in my childhood, but in the pop culture um, through, you know, multiple sequels, a TV show, which I hear is good, but I actually have never seen yet. Uh, and there was no way I was going to let even a sliver of hope of the Karate Kid losing happen. So it, it gets the vote. And there is no hope of the Karate Kid losing or the natural winning for that matter. Karate Kid will be moving on into the next round, but I want to hear from all our panelists to find out if we got this one right or if they have some strong opinions in the other directions, starting with Scott. Um, you know, well, I'll say something about the natural. That's, uh, I, I mean, I agree with what Aaron said about the character development, but let me tell you, talk about a supporting cast. It's unbelievable. Glenn Close, Kim Basinger, Wilf Brimley, Barbara Hershey, uh, Robert Duvall in a small role, uh, Robert Prosky, Richard Farnsworth. Uh, you can go on. I mean, th this it's a very deep cast, The Natural, and and there are their storylines are there too. You know, Kim Basinger, follow and Glenn Close certainly, but not as important certainly as Roy. But uh, talk about a movie that just was amazingly cast. But I agree. You know, when you think of, you know, it's funny we we said this in the other. Uh, um, uh, podcast that uh, we're going to pick here a movie in this part of the bracket that is an unusual sport for, for even a movie to be about and yet it's again almost emblematic of the entire decade of sports movies uh, <laughs> even over the baseball movies you know when you think of it I think you're going to if you're going to ask anybody on the street to list like five sports movies from the 80s without a doubt all of those people will probably throw the Karate Kid in there you know, as something that they remember from that era. So um, I agree just for its iconicness. But again, I love The Natural. I absolutely think it's really brilliant. But yes, it does have its slow moments and, and all that. But uh, um, let me tell you, talk about cinematography. That cinematography of Glenn Close being lit from behind when he sees her in the oh, yeah. stand. And the 
the music, um, uh, Randy Newman's music. Let's not forget that. Um, mm. That uh, I, I, I'm a big Glenn Close uh, fanatic, so I, I just think she's wonderful. But uh, uh, that all being said, yeah, no, the Karate Kid certainly uh, gets my vote here. It's just it's a really iconic thing, and I, I just really think it should move on. And the Karate Kid picks up its fourth vote. Stephen, do we have a sweep? Yeah, I think so. Um, certainly, the Natural has a great cast, but like it said, you you don't really do much with them. You know, it's it's. And it, it's really got a second act issue. It, it drags in the second act, and Karate Kid doesn't. Karate Kid, when it starts to slow down, you just spend more time with Elizabeth Shue, so that's not an issue. <laughs> so Karate Kid gets a vote. <laughs> and Karate Kid does finish off the sweep of The Natural. I won't make the sweep the leg joke again, but it will be moving on into our final four. Let's find out who it's going to face off against. We have the number five seed of The Color of Money, which easily dispatched Rocky Two, Taking on... I guess it wasn't easy, but I think half of those were spite votes. Uh, but anyway, the color of money is going to be taking on the number four seed of Hoosiers. I, I have no idea where this one's going to go. Let's find out. Aaron. Oh, you're on mute again, Elser. It's all right. My mom was in my mom was in my office. <laughs> Fair enough. It happens uh, to the point that's. What's that? No, no, she was looking for something in my office. <laughs> also, how often, how, how awful of a euphemism is that one? My mom's <laughs> in my office. <laughs> Worst <laughs> euphemism ever. <laughs> Chris is stunned silent by that one. Just nothing on that. Which doesn't happen often. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're on mute. We'll say my mom was in my office. I don't all right, fine. I'll get to it. Fine, fine. <laughs> it, it, it's to the point that Scott made. You don't have a lot of movies made about shooting pool. You just don't. It doesn't happen. It, and really, there's a there's several basketball movies, uh, several very good ones that aren't from this decade, obviously, because they were all early. They were all later on. I mean, you've got, you know, things like Hoop Dreams, He Got Game, all great basketball movies later on. Less said about blue chips, the better off we are at this point. It's <laughs> fine. But, you know, between the two, th- this one's tough. I'm going gut on this one. I'm going Hoosiers. All right. And Hoosiers picks up its first vote. John, what say you? Yeah, this one's actually pretty surprisingly easy uh, for me. Um, they're both fine films, but I find one just to be a little bit better. And I also have a little bit more of a personal connection to when I was a little kid. Um, I just kind of randomly ended up watching Hoosiers with my mom. And we started having kind of an in-depth discussion about film and really sort of fostered what became um, a love of movies and something that my mom and I bonded over. Um, so with that in mind, it's it's going to be Hoosiers for me. And Hoosiers picks up a second vote. Color of Money is in danger of going out awful early. Scott, what's going to happen? Well, in a, in a similar 
vein with John is you, if people listen to the first part of this, they know my connection to the color of money and pool and my father and all that. So for that deep connection, um, and, and I love Hoosiers. I totally agree with you. Hoosiers is a wonderful film, but I'm here I'm going to make another decision. I'm going to rue later, but, um, uh, if it goes the wrong way, but, uh, um, just from my sentimentality and just the connection that I have to this movie and my father, uh, I vote for the color of money. The color of money is not going down without a fight. I challenge you all to a game of pool. <laughs> oh, no, I know I suck already. Yeah, I was going to say, you'd kick my butt for sure. He taught me how to play so that my thumb holds the cue in a special way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I look like a pool shark when I play. Yeah. So the color of money will pick up a vote. This is still anybody's match, as we're going to check in with Steven. Yeah, this one's a really tough one for me, because um, I do really adore both of these movies. Uh, I think at the end of the day, though, um, film was about character. Uh, that's, you know, the point of the story is the people going through the story. And there's a much more interesting character arc and development in The Color of Money. Um, Hoosiers is basically about a guy that he's convinced that he's doing it the right way. He is doing it the right way. And eventually, because he keeps up with what he wants to do, it pays off, and they win the big tournament at the end, even though they suck during the regular season. Color of Money is a real roller coaster ride where you see you see your character kind of become the thing that he most hates, and by going through that process, he's able to become reborn uh, and actually kind of get to the place that he was, not even at the beginning of that film, but at the beginning of the first film, The Hustler. Um I think that there's a lot more going on. It's a better nuanced performance. Uh, I'm going to go to the color of money. And the color of money picks up a second vote. And I, I, there's a reason that I wasn't sure which way this was going to go. We have a tie on our hands going into our final panelist, which God help us all is Chris. Before we get to Chris, uh, <laughs> Chris nods. He's like, yeah, that tracks. Uh, before we get to Chris, uh, we do have the opportunity if anybody would like to lob a, a buzzer beater. Uh, to try and sway Chris one way or the other, final 30 seconds to make a final pitch. And if not, Chris, take it away. I think everyone has a movie where they kind of grew up and everyone was telling them how amazing the movie is. And it's this wonderful piece of cinema, this wonderful action movie, drama, whatever. And then you see it and you're like, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's a good movie. Um, I, I want to point out real quick. I just find it just absolutely balls to the wall. Hilarious that Steven went on a rant about how chariots of fire and race and running. Is out <laughs> I voted for color of money twice. <laughs> Actually, um, he voted for rock. I stayed for the first round. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> But that was more to spite you. No, it, you know what he meant to vote. I do know, of course. So for me, Hoosiers has always been that movie. It's, my dad loves Hoosiers. He thinks it's one of the best sports movies ever made, one of the best movies ever made. And I've seen that movie three or four times. And like, yeah, it's good. Um, Steven putting in that context just did, did basically make me go, well, okay, it's Ted Lasso. It's a guy who believes steadfastly in his vision and he will be successful. 
Um, but Ted Lasso does it over three seasons and does it amazingly. And Hoosiers does it pretty well over an hour and 45 minutes. I, I come back to, I, I, I like directors and I do think that this is Scorsese doing something that Scorsese doesn't usually do. It, it still feels like a Scorsese film, but it's different than what Scorsese usually tackles, but he freaking nails it. He really does. So I'm going color of money here. And the color of money pulls off the slight upset as the five seed beating the four seed of Hoosiers to move into the final four. Hey there, PTE Network listeners. Do you like fantasy sports? Pouring over stats and trash talking your league as you take home the trophy? Do you dislike fantasy sports? Have no idea what PPR is and prefer to keep it that way? No matter how you answered those questions, this podcast is just for you. On draft days, we play fantasy sports, just without the sports. Instead of drafting athletes, we draft anything. Fictional dogs? Sure. New metal bands? Absolutely. Breakfast cereal? Why not? Everything is up for grabs as we try to build the best fantasy teams possible. The best part? I made up a bunch of rules that allow us to score points, so someone gets to walk away the winner. Listen along as my guests and I have a few drinks and have a lot of fun building fantasy teams out of whatever we feel like. Starting this February, you can join me, your old pal Jeffy Donuts, every Wednesday for new episodes of Draft Days. That's D-R-A-U-G-H-T-D-A-Z-E. It's a pun. It's a beer pun. And we're going to be moving on to the Battle of the Baseball Movies, uh, our matchup on this side of the bracket is going to be between the number two seed of bull Durham, which uh, I know you are all uh, returning from freshly having watched. Thanks to my intro to this episode uh, going up against the number 10 seed of major league, which pulled off a minor upset over eight men out bull Durham versus major league. And I believe we are starting this one with John. All right. I mentioned in the last one that I love baseball movies. And so I'm, I'm excited to see these two, uh, you know, come up against each other. But Bull Durham is no major league. Major league is hilarious, endlessly quotable, endlessly rewatchable. And nine times out of 10, I would pick major league to watch over Bull Durham. Don't be wrong. It's a fine film. Major league. It's just better. It gets my vote. And Major League, the upstart underdog, surges out to an early lead over Bull Durham, picks up its first vote. Scott, what do you think? Well, for fear of the wrath of everyone, <laughs> I'm walking on tenterhooks now. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, oh boy. Again, it comes, it's all about my family, these sports movies. That's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to me, the one that means more to me, uh, just having watched it. And uh, and again, they're both great. I, I enjoy Major League a lot, but uh, uh, my vote without too much ado would be for Bull Durham. And Bull Durham pulls even with Major League. I knew this one was going to be a tight one. Steven, your thoughts? I voted for both of these in the previous rounds because they are both exceptional movies. But at the end of the day, Bull Durham is the film that I go back to over and over, even over Major League. Um, Because Bull Durham is such an amazing way to tackle the concept of like the unfairity of the difference between talent and desire 
and how you have to find peace where you are and how like even if you don't get your dreams you can still find happiness and you know sometimes you don't get the reward but you can't expect life to be fair so you have to carve out your own future it it's an amazing movie and it uses the most superstitious sport to do it because that's how baseball is no matter how good you are in the baseball player you're going to fail more often than that and you've got to savor those little hits that you actually do get and that's that's life and that's Bull Durham and that's why it's an amazing film that just captures and sums up life and baseball simultaneously in such an amazing way uh, Bull Durham gets a vote Bull Durham picks up its second vote it's two to one heading over to Chris so this one's not necessarily an easy pick. Nope. Um, one of these movies is endlessly rewatchable. The other is Bull Durham. Um, Steven said something last episode that kind of brought me back to where I'm going to make my decision here. And he kind of said that, you know, in Bull Durham, you never know how the team is doing because Bull Durham is not about a team. Bull Durham is about an individual person coming to terms with the fact that there are always going to be younger people out there that can do the job just as well or better, who have a higher upside. It's it's really, it's a, a story of like minor league baseball players who are in their thirties. Bull Durham is that story. And it's, it's an interesting story, but it's not about the team. It tells an interesting story about two players, one of which kind of changes. The other really doesn't change. There's no, there's not a whole lot of evolution between the characters. Whereas, major league you see a team evolve you see a team come together you see a team learn how to play you see uh dorn and vaughn at the end of that movie strike this motherfucker out you see the evolution of the characters and you see the evolution of the bond together i think a little bit better and yeah it's a comedy it's it's a lot harder it's a it is a lot harder to get character evolution in a comedy that isn't a drama but damn it, if Major League doesn't do it in spades. Major League is, and not only that, those jokes still hit. They're funny. It's a funny freaking movie. Major League gets my vote. And Major League pulls even with Bull Durham, and we have a two-to-two tie heading over to Aaron. But before we get to him, does anybody want to throw up a buzzer beater to try and sway his vote one way or another. You get 30 seconds to, Oh, I I saw John's hand go up first. So John, you have your opportunity. Go for it. Listen, Aaron, spite aside, (laughs) whichever way you go, you're going to go. I've, I honestly, I find this really useless because I think you've got your mind made up. I can see it in your face for whatever it is. I just think I would bet you probably watch Major League more than you watch Bull Durham if I were a betting man. And I do live in Las Vegas. I try not to gamble because it's bad for locals to gamble. So really, I'm going to say go with your heart. I just hope that that heart has Major League written all over it. The buzzer beater has been thrown up. It's winding its way around the rim. Which way is it going to fall? Aaron. So which way do I vote on this one? Do I vote for what I consider as one of the best baseball movies of all time? 
or do I vote to piss off the two people on this meeting that have been throwing shade at me all <laughs> night long? All night long. Sorry. All night. <laughs> yeah, Chris, go ahead. Say whatever you want to say. I mean, you, you're, you're ready for it. Come on, come on, come on. Let's see what you got. Come on. All night. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm, this is impossible. This is this is truly an impossible situation because both movies are great movies. They're great baseball movies and they're great movies. But for me, it comes down to two things. It comes down to the story being told. And it also comes down to the fact that years ago, when a friend and I used to gather, get together and play trivia, we were known as the Roger Dorn Appreciation Society <laughs> Major League over Bull Durham. Woo! And we have Major League in a major upset alert. The 10 seed takes down the 2 seed. I, I, I'm glad I did not have to make this that decision because those are two exceptional movies. And that I, one I, sucked, but I will say, I, for the reasons Chris said, I can watch Major League over and over and over again. I love Bull Durham, but I need to be in that right frame of mind to watch Bull Durham. And that, yeah, that I mean, that's that's fair, you know the. You never know what's going to sway the vote, but Major League is moving on to the Final Four. Will it make it to the championship? Well, it's going to have to get by one of these two movies that we're about to choose between right now. Will it be uh, another Martin Scorsese film on this bracket, Raging Bull? Or will it be the comedy classic Caddyshack? I think both these movies came out in 1980, so I think they just barely made the cut here. Uh, But anyway... Raging Bull versus Caddyshack, and uh, Scott, you're the first uh, vote on this one. I feel horribly responsible for for, for this matchup here. Um, oh boy! <laughs> so, um, well, obviously, just as a film, if we're talking about film, Raging Bull is certainly one of the greatest movies you know made. So, um, uh, you know, and I think someone said it earlier. Uh, how odd is it that Martin Scorsese's name is being mentioned so often with right. these sports movies? Like, who would have guessed that that was who we were going to be talking about? It's kind of unusual um, because you certainly don't think of him. That's not the first thing you think of when he um, when you think of sports movies uh, or his career. Um, but it's a seminal movie. Um, it's also I, I may be wrong. Is it the only movie in black and white? Well, it's sort of in black and white. Is I think that we've been talking about. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so for, um, the Cinderella story, Chevy Chase being hilarious and the gopher and, uh, and that, and and talk about, talk about a theme song that's stuck in your head. Uh, Caddyshack, uh, does not get my vote. Yeah. I go with Raging Bull. Raging Bull picks up its first vote. Steven, what do you think? That life is a pointless void of existence where nothing makes sense and good work is never rewarded the way it properly should be, as is explained to us in the hit wonderful movie uh, Bull Durham that nobody seems to like. Uh, 
Steven, for Steven, you, you know as well as anybody, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it rains. <laughs> Twisting that knife a little deeper, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do this. Let's. What would Mike vote for? <laughs> I th- Honestly, I probably would have voted for Bull Durham in the last matchup with so cold don't comfort. Take it out on me. And Field of Dreams. Cold comfort. And Field of Dreams. Uh let me see if I can I get know. over in the nihilism long enough to vote. Uh no no, one of these movies is better than the other. <laughs> it's it's Raging Bull. Uh so at least one of the bull movies is getting through. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Steven on the, the strength of the bull gives raging bull its second vote. Chris. The two to one right now or two nil two nil punting motherfucker. <laughs> Not punting. Okay. Because raging bull is a beautiful movie. Beautifully shot. Well executed. It's. From a filmmaking standpoint, a master class in how to make a movie about an absolute piece of shit. Jake LaMotta is a piece of shit, and I cannot vote for a movie where I can't identify in any way, shape, or form with the lead character. I can't watch that movie again. I'm sorry. I know. I know. The weird thing is I have no problem watching Taxi Driver again. I am a I, I am a walking contradiction. Raging Bull just it bothers me. It, it, part part of it is that that girl's fifteen freaking years old, and that really bothers me. I can't vote for Raging Bull. Caddyshack is endlessly funny, endlessly rewatchable, downright hilarious. You disagree, Mike? No, I was just trying. I thought you said in the last episode Caddyshack wasn't funny. I didn't know that wasn't me. Oh, that wasn't John. Oh, that was John. That was John. That was not me. I love. I love Caddyshack. I just love Field of Dreams more. Um, I'm going Caddyshack all the way. I can't listen. Subject matter matters to me. I will admit, Raging Bull from a cinematic standpoint is a masterclass. It's an amazing movie. It's well executed, well paced, well written, well directed, well well lit. It's amazing. I don't care. If I don't care about the subject matter, if I can't identify with the main character or the person you're building the damn movie around, I can't empathize and watch their journey and enjoy their journey, I'm out. Caddyshack gets my vote. And Caddyshack may have a little bit of a, uh, if you'll pardon the phrase, Cinderella story going on here. I don't know. It ain't going down without a fight. Aaron, you're up next. Oh, no, because we all know this is how going to end with Big Daddy John Spees taking it, <laughs> taking it on at the end. See, for me, this one comes down to one simple thing. I personally in my life have this thing called one and dones, where it's a movie I have watched one time and it has fucked with me so much by that by the time it is over that I'm like, I never need to see it again. Requiem for a Dream is one of those movies. Uh Uh-huh. The Virgin Suicides is another one of those movies. Mm. I could not watch it again. I just can't. Raging Bull is also one of those movies for as gorgeous and as award-winning and as amazing as it is. I cannot watch it again just because you get out of that movie. And he and Chris talked about how Jake LaMotta is a piece of shit. You feel like a piece of shit after you walk out of that movie. 
Movies, I understand movies are designed to make you think. Movies are designed to enlighten. Movies are designed to entertain. But there's nothing entertaining. There is nothing enjoyable. You know what? Sometimes I would rather sit and watch Antichrist again than watch Raging Bull again. Jesus. Caddyshack. <laughs> and Caddyshack does pull even with Raging Bull. It is it is two to two. And and it is, I do think, with the 80s in particular, the rewatchability factor, I think, is going to rear its head a lot throughout the course of this journey. Uh, it's, it's an interesting question, and it is two to two. And so we do have an opportunity. Uh, I may have tipped... John's hand slightly inadvertently, uh, but we do have an opportunity to, uh, if anybody would like to lodge a buzzer beater to try and sway John's opinion one way or another before he casts a vote, now is the time to do it. The only person who's lodged one so far has been John, so everybody else has one available. Not a buzzer beater, but I am absolutely shocked that somehow we got a Lars von Trier reference into this podcast. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> what 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 can you say, man? We're breaking waves. I'm doing haikus. I'm bringing in Lars von Trier. <laughs> right. We're breaking molds. <laughs> all right. I'm not, I'm not seeing any buzzer beaters getting thrown up, John. So it is all you. I am just going to echo the, that oldest of Klingon proverbs. Revenge is a dish <laughs> best served cold. Fuck you, Caddyshack. Raging bull wins. <laughs> and raging bull does ultimately stave off the upset by narrowly defeating Caddyshack three to two. Mike, I'd like to change my vote. Uh, can I change it to Bull Durham instead of Major League? <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> hey, trivia lovers. Want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. Streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. No, there will be no vote changing. We have a final four locked in. And gentlemen, there is no rest for the weary. We're crowning a champion in the 80 sports movie bracket tonight. And our first matchup in the final four is going to be between the number one seed of Karate Kid, the number five seed of The Color of Money. And Steven, you're starting this one off. Okay. Um... So one of these means a lot more to me because I grew up with it. Uh, obviously, since I was a small child, I grew up just loving the color of money. Uh, no. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the twist. No, uh, yeah, you grow up with the Karate Kid because you're young enough. It's all, It's almost like the same relationship you have with Catcher of the Rye. The first time you read it, you think the protagonist is cool. Uh, the second time you, you read it, you think he's an asshole. Um, so when you watch Karate Kid as a kid, you think Daniel's cool. When you watch it later on, you realize that everything in Cobra Kai is right. Um, 
there's a lot of good, like, actual good in Karate Kid. But as the adult-type person I've unfortunately allowed myself to become, I get a lot more out of watching The Color of Money these days. Um, so even though it's gonna doesn't hold the same place in my heart, it is the better movie. I'm going to vote for The Color of Money. And Steven casting his vote for The Color of Money. We're going to come back around to the top and check in with Chris. Oh, Lord. Uh, you can call me Mike. I wasn't talking to you. I was praying for guidance. Indeed. There's not an easy choice here. We're, we're at the we're at the the end of this, gentlemen. We're getting close to the end. Uh, the Color of Money is the better movie, but I will think and enjoy Karate Kid a lot more. So that's kind of the the, the internal struggle, right? It's the the story of the two dragons. Which one's gonna win? For me, I'm going to come back to entertainment value, and the entertainment value 100% is going to be in the Karate Kid. Uh, it's more enjoyable, it's more rewatchable, and it's, in, it's had more of an influence over pop culture in the long term than The Color of Money has. Uh, yeah, that, that's where I'm at. I'm going Karate Kid here. And Karate Kid pulls even with The Color of Money. We have a one-to-one tie. Let's check in with Aaron. I don't know, Chris, how you could say that The Color of Money has no pop culture value whatsoever. Not what I said. Well, little. little. Comparatively, no. Comparatively, no. Without The Color of Money, we do not have the title for one of the best-selling video games of the 1990s. (laughs) What's in this box? Doom. That's where they got the that's where they got the name for the game. All that being said, yeah, it's Karate Kid. I'm sorry. I just Color of Money is a beautiful movie. It's a fantastic movie, but like we talked about earlier, I have to be in a certain mood to watch a movie. I have to be in a certain mood to watch The Color of Money, just like I need to be in a certain mood to watch Bull Durham over Major League. I can put on Karate Kid anytime, doesn't matter, and I will enjoy the shit out of it no matter what. For the longevity it has, for everything it has on that case, and the fact that, hey, they did bring it back in Cobra Kai. Karate Kid. Karate Kid is up two to one. John, are you sending uh, Color of Money home, or do we have a game on our hands? I have not voted for the color of money in any of the brackets it's been in. Noted. <laughs> and that is not going to change here. Uh, I've always loved the Karate Kid. It's one of my favorite movies. And you know what? Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. Mm. Uh, Karate Kid's going to get the win. Karate Kid is going to get the vote and the win as John gives it its third vote. Uh, but I definitely want to check in with Scott because I know uh, he's had some strong opinions about uh, the color of money in particular. So, Scott, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Do you think we got it right? We, you know, it's interesting as as you brought up. I've I've talked about how my connection with the color of money, but believe it or not, I also have a deep connection with the Karate Kid because while my father was teaching me to be a pool shark and a poker player, I also took karate and uh, stopped just short of being a black belt in karate. 
in high school. So the Karate Kid was really important to me. Uh, you wouldn't think to look at me. I was a skinny kid. I was this little kid, but uh, 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 but Karate, I did it to you know defend myself because I had a lot of bullies. You know, I had red hair, I had acne, I had glasses, and I was I weighed like eighty two pounds. You know, so um, I started with Karate, and then I continued with it. And uh, the movie also was helpful and insp- inspiration for that. Um, and uh, we all wanted to do Karate, and uh, um, I was actually taught karate by a korean master who was one of the hand-picked bodyguards for the president of south korea so uh, who just lived in connecticut uh, when i was a kid cool. so it was a really cool thing and karate has always meant a, a lot to me uh, and especially you know we talked er- i think in the first podcast about pat marita uh, what a performance and also he's mm-hmm. really helping you understand it isn't just about hitting other people. Karate is so much more. It, it is about a way of life and a way of understanding um, what it is to use force or not use force and all that stuff. So um, with that, I vote for Chariots of Fire or the Karate Kid. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Karate Kid picks up its fourth vote and is moving into the championship round. Who will it face? We're going to find out right now. Uh, Real quick before we go on. Yes. I was going to just say, uh, I love the Karate Kid, but I think the best part about Karate Kid is the cinematography on it. (laughs) And James Crabby. No, this is funny. I looked this up just to play a joke on Chris. I looked up Chris Crabby. I looked up the cinematographer. James Crabby was the cinematographer for that. He was also... He also worked on as a cinematographer. Night shift. <laughs> Not even a joke. I look at that and I go, "Oh, we got to get that in there." That's a full circle point. Right oh there. yeah, that's that's great. You can't you can't make that stuff up. That's too funny. And oh, he made goodness. more money doing that than all of us combined. Yep. Is all I have to right. say. <laughs> <laughs> Bear, bear in mind, we also run a trivia podcast, so this is kind of how those sorts of things spiral is. I'm curious about this. I'm going to look it up, and suddenly, <laughs> there you go. It's the rabbit hole of cinematography we've gone down. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Absolutely. Been there. Yep. We just wanted to say DP a lot. I don't, we just really wanted to do that. That, that, that. That's where it started, and look where it ended up. I mean, my goodness. All right, but we do have Karate Kid in the championship, and it's... Which which one of these movies is it going to go up with? I don't know, but uh, this is a tough choice because these are two incredibly similar films uh, that we're going to force to choose between in the not at all sort of way. We've got the number 10 seed of Major League going up against the number three seed of Raging Bull. And who do we have? Oh, my goodness. Chris, to start this one off. Oh, that's good because everyone knows where I'm going with this. I yeah. can't vote for a movie where the lead character is a piece of shit. I can't. It it's uncomfortable to watch, and you're telling a story that's unique, and I'll give you that. But it's not what I'm at the movies for. All right, there there are films that mean something to me that are hard to watch. Hotel Rwanda is hard to watch. Schindler's List is hard to watch that convey a story that needs to be told. This isn't a story that needed to be told. This is a story that wanted to be told. And while it's everything that's good in cinema from a technical standpoint, it's an achievement. 
it's not what I want in a movie. I want to laugh. I want to care. I want to care about the characters. And while Major League may not be the pinnacle of cinematic achievement, you're going to laugh every time you watch it. You're going to care about those characters. You're going to laugh when they walk in and they carry Willie Mays Hayes out on his bed and just leave him outside. And he wakes up and he goes, oh, shit. I've been cut already. <laughs> runs the the forty and beats everyone else out there who had a yard a, a ten yard head start, and he does it barefoot in his pajamas. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh every damn time because that movie is endlessly rewatchable. It's endlessly funny, and you give a shit about the characters. You want them to be successful, and that's what I want in a movie. I want to care about the characters and hope for them to be successful, not hope for them to die in a freaking boxing ring. Major League all the way. And that is one emphatic vote for Major League. Aaron, your thoughts? There are so many. Um, (laughs) I don't know where to go with this one. Right? I'm just lost, other than maybe to say, fuck you, Scorsese. I don't need you anymore. You are no longer my director. (laughs) It's great. Also, we have to make sure that at least one Wesley Snipes movie in this list makes it to a final. So, again, it's the same reason I said, same reason Chris said. I can watch Major League anytime and enjoy it. I can watch it and enjoy There's so many. It's one of those movies that I can watch. And I'm sure there's a lot of them like this for a lot of people here where you watch it. Even I watched it as many times as I have. And you still catch a little thing here or there that's just like, I never noticed that before. I can do that with Major League. Again, Raging Bull, I I can't. I just can't. Major League. Major League picks up its second vote, has the three seed on the ropes. John, if I understood correctly, Aaron's argument is that Wesley Snipes deserves a spot in the championship, and we already voted out Wildcats. So, Um, My thoughts are I don't know that Wesley Snipes deserves to be in the final, or he has to be in the final. Um, I will say that now that Caddyshack mm. is out, uh, I can calm my own raging bull and think, uh, you know, strategically and logically. And logically, I saw Raging Bull once, and I haven't given a second thought since then. Major League, I love that film, and my honest opinion is that the Karate Kid and Major League should be the two in the final. So I'm going to make that happen and vote for Major League. You are going to make that happen. Major League in a major upset. Uh, It really, it's third major upset of the bracket Uh, is moving on into the championship game. It has defeated the uh, three seed Raging Bull. I want to hear from the rest of our panelists what their thoughts are on this, starting with Scott. What do you think? You know, I, I and I hear what we're all saying about Raging Bull, and I tend to agree. You know, it's interesting. I've, I'm a big Academy Award guy, and I always watch them and kind of know the history and everything. And if you remember that year, Ordinary People won Best Picture against Raging Bull, and Robert Redford surprised everybody by winning Best Director for Ordinary People. And a, mm-hmm. a lot of people always thought, well, that oh, really belonged to Scorsese. I never felt that. I thought that was the correct 
choice. They're two very difficult movies to watch. <laughs> Ordinary People is probably easier to watch than than Raging Bull, just because the characters are more sympathetic. Um, but uh, I, I think the Academy got it right because um, I I also watched Raging Bull fairly recently, and I got through it. But I agree. I, I, I mean, it's a wonderful movie as a movie, but I could care less about Jake LaMotta. I really could. I, I just couldn't care less. Um, and um, where you do care about, I, I know I'm comparing it to another movie that's nothing to do with this bracket, but you do care about the people and ordinary people. So I think they, they got that right. Um, uh, and uh, so, and Major League, I agree. It's, it's, you know, the 80s was the me decade. It was all about like what I want. And I think you're right. If we're going to symbolize that decade, it's probably best to symbolize it with two movies that are infinitely watchable, even now 40 years on. 40. I just said 40. Remember, it's 40, 40 that was years later. Um, <laughs> and, uh, these, uh, and, and I was there and watched them in the movie theater. It's really frightening to me to think of that. Um, as, and it's as if it was yesterday when that we saw Karate Kid is all I have to tell you. Um, um, so, um, yeah, so it's, it, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's no major league is, is it's a fun movie. I agree. It's infinitely quotable and it really symbolizes the eighties. So I agree with you guys. Uh, go with uh, major league. And major league picks up its fourth vote and a uh, quick plug. If you want to hear more discussion of ordinary people tune into next week's boozy bracketology, when that will be uh, featured in the discussion <laughs> we'll on the best 80s drama, drama and prestige bracket. <laughs> major league has a four to zero lead on raging bull. Stephen, is this going to be a sweep? Well, listen, there's this old English proverb. Bortas bir jabul death, rekakurnath. Loosely translated, it means when cold revenge is served, the dish is always very good. And though I cannot destroy your favorites this round, <laughs> I shall never forget what happened on the battlefield this day. Someday it will be a good day to die, and I will make it that day for you. But for now, I'm going to vote for Major League because it's the better film. <laughs> All right, he got me. He got me. That was, uh, well, well played. Not not the way I thought that was going to go. Major League not only pulls off the upset, but the sweep. Your championship is set, ladies and gentlemen. It is going to be between the number one seed, the Karate Kid, and the 10 seed upstart, Major League. Whew. We've come a long way to get here. Let's get right into it and find out who our champion is going to be. We're starting this one off with Aaron. Take it away. Oh, this is <laughs> championship <laughs> spot. This is brutal. Yes. Um, look at it from two, two different perspectives. I will put it this way. Between these two, these are two of my favorite movies in the 80s. Just bar none. Two of my favorites. I have a lot of favorites 80s movies. That's just. How I was, kid growing up, formative years, this is what happened with me. Karate Kid was a favorite movie of mine as a kid. But Major League is a favorite movie of mine as an adult. I'm going with Major League. And Major League picks so in, up its in first truth, votes. I really think there John, is you're no wrong answer here. I will not be upset if either one of these takes the win. I think they both deserve to be here. Um, but in the end, I have to make a choice. And Aaron basically said exactly what I was thinking. When I was a kid, 
I loved the Karate Kid. As an adult, I love Major League. So Major League is going to get my vote. Major League picks up its second vote. Two votes real quick for Major League. It's got Karate Kid on the ropes. What's going to happen next? Scott. Well, Karate Kid is so good that Will Smith decided to make a remake with his son. <laughs> that's how good it was. Um, you know, that's a, that's a symbol of quality. Um, so, uh, you know, I hear you that one is, is almost something that's uh, with your childhood and one is more as an adult. And that's probably true. Uh, and also, uh, we can't help but notice, I, I would think there were more baseball movies in the bracket than pretty much anything else. And, um, you know, it, it would be kind of sweet justice that a baseball movie wins the whole thing. Um, um, and, you know, I'm not going to deny that. I, I think that's that's the right way to go. I, I, I will go with Major League. Ooh, wasn't sure which way that was going to go, but it ended up going with Major League and Major League will be the movie that emerges from the best 80 sports movie bracket and heads into our main bracket, which is a year away to determine the best eighties movie. But uh, until then, I still want to hear what our final two panelists have to stay starting with Steven. Yeah. It, it's, it almost makes me rethink previous votes I've made. Cause I think this is a fairly obvious choice that uh, karate kid when all is said and done doesn't hold a candle to major league because major league is a more enduring movie because uh it just doesn't have the down points that karate kid does where karate kid drags in just a few spots just a few spots and then daniel's an asshole and it moves on again but major league doesn't have that so major (laughs) league gets the point yeah and major league has its fourth vote chris do we have a sweep in the championship game to move major league into the Next round. It feels so weird to say it, but yeah, we do. Um, talk about a 10 seed coming in and winning the whole thing. Right. But looking at the bracket to me, I'm not saying it was the obvious choice, but I, I thought like, well, there's two or three movies on here that I would be 100% okay with them winning. Major League was tops on that list. I thought Major League was the best sports movie on the bracket. I also think it's the best movie from an enjoyment standpoint on the bracket, if it's on television, I'm going to watch it every single time. Like I'm not turning it off short of jaws or one of my other top five slash eight favorite movies, which you can find over on our Patreon feed. If you want to listen to me ramble on and on about movies more than I already have tonight, <laughs> but uh, I-, I love major league. I love that movie so damn much. Major league gets my vote. And major league completes the sweep secures the championship. And we'll move on into the main bracket. Uh, that that was a lot of fun. I I have I have absolutely no problem personally as a host with where this ended up. I think you guys made a great choice. A uh, couple of questionable ones along the way, but overall, I can't I can't complain at all with how it ended up. Uh, Chris, just I, I was going to say I think I cursed Karate Kid on that last one <laughs> because I had the bracket in front of me, and as we were going through, I was keeping tally on it, and I realized right before the championship round, I had just typed in Karate Kid three before Ooh. it went in. So uh, I think I cursed Karate Kid going into the final. Uh, that 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 may have happened, but at, at the end of the day, maybe you did it all for the glory of love. Ooh, now that was that was Karate Kid two, I think. But anyway, it, it was, but it's still a nice pool. 
I, I had to, I had to work in a, an 80s soundtrack uh, reference as a host. That's kind of my thing. Just remember, whatever anybody tells you, you're the best around. <laughs> well played. Well played. Uh, you know, Chris just mentioned it in his vote. Uh, if if you are enjoying what we're doing here, I would like to give back a little to the show and you get and get something in return. Patreon.com slash PTEBB. We've got bonus content on there. We set, have several different levels of support. Uh, you can go check that out. Um, but otherwise, if you if you can't uh, financially support the show and uh get some of that bonus content, we totally understand. But if you are enjoying what we bring you a five-star rating or a, a great review, a lot of those go a really long way towards uh, getting us exposed to a broader audience, which we would love because we love what we're doing here and we just, you know, want to keep it going. Uh, in the meantime, uh, ptebb.com is your source for uh, basically all of the other socials. You can find us pretty much everywhere, Facebook, uh Instagram, Discord. We're very active on our Discord. <laughs> Definitely come over there and uh, shoot the shit and hang out with us. We have a great time. We're on there way more than we would like to uh, admit to any of our employers. Uh, but we're going to wrap this up because I know it's getting late for us. And it might be getting late for you, too, depending on when you're listening to this. So uh, just to recap, your best 80 sports movie is Major League. And we will see you next time as we uh, decide uh, another champion in one of our 80s movie mini brackets it's gonna be fun until then i've been your host mike i've been chris i'm aaron i'm john i'm scott and i'm steven have a good one everybody <laughs>